Welcome to Gerard and Christine Live Life, a podcast dedicated to help motivate, inspire and encourage individuals from all walks of life to become a better version of themselves than what they were yesterday and to ultimately live a happy life. You can find us on all major social media networks like Facebook, Instagram and Strava. You can also search for Gerard and Christine Live Life on iTunes and Spotify. I hope you guys enjoy the next episode and always remember to live life. Good evening, everyone. I hope you're doing very well tonight. I am delighted to be spending the 26th episode of the Gerard and Christine Live Life podcast with you. We have an inspirational trail runner, mom, wife and career woman with us in studio. This is officially my 10th episode um, with the podcast. I'm flying solo this evening as well. Gerard is away on a business trip. Um, and before we head over to our interview this evening, I would love to thank our partners for their continued support. Organi Karoo Fresh Free Range and Organic Eggs, Nutriseed, Truly Good Foods, Body Evolution Meals, Fit Patches, Regani Fruit Juices, Epic Sport Nutrition and Keto Nutrition as well. Thank you to all of you. Your support is truly appreciated. But without any further ado, I would like to head over to our interview for this evening. Be inspired and always remember to live life. Hi, Yolandi. Welcome to Gerard and Christine Live Life studio in our kitchen this evening. How are you? Hi, Christine. Great to be here. Thank you very much. I'm good. Cold. It's freezing. <laughs> and I know you're battling with the... A little bit of a sore foot from a run you've um, a run that you did recently. So I know you're probably a little bit frustrated with not being able to do any exercise at the moment. Got a sore foot, a sore knee, and I've got gout in my thumb, which is the <laughs> worst because I can't drink wine. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, I'll help you pick up the glass. <laughs> Thank you. That'll help. You have straws. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for joining us tonight, Yolandi. Um, you have a, an inspirational story about how running has changed your life and how it is your therapy and your release in life. So I'm really looking forward to exploring that with you today. Um, so first of all, for our listeners, who is Yolandi? Where are you from? Tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, so I'm a mom of two small kids. Well, eight and six are so not that small anymore. Wife, pharmacist, operations manager for one of the biggest pharmaceutical wholesaler groups in the country. Um, work full-time, full-time mom and full-time owner. How do you juggle everything? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I try my best. <laughs> no, it's hard. It's, um, it gets complicated at times, but it's all about planning and just being disciplined, I suppose. And have you always lived in Cape Town? Or where no, I moved to Cape Town middle of December last year, so I've been here for about seven months. I moved from Natal in um, Newcastle in, KZN, in northern KZN, right next to the Drakensberg, where my love for running started. Oh, wow. Are you enjoying Cape Town? I'm loving every moment of it. What do you like the most? That's Besides the trails? <laughs> the wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just suits my lifestyle. It's just... 
running everywhere. It's such a vibrant city. There's so much going on all the time. The wine is cheap. The food is good. People are nice. The weather's bad. But <laughs> <laughs> everything else is perfect. It's, I'm really enjoying life at the moment in, in Cape Town. I'm so glad. So your your story, like where did all of this start and why did you start running in the first place? What led you to to buying your first pair of tackies and getting onto the road and the trails? Well, I actually kind of fell into running, I want to call it that. Um, I just had my second child. I weighed 90 kilograms. And one morning I got up and I wanted to kill, well, either myself or the child. So I thought... <laughs> I need to do something about this. So I put on my tackies and I went for a run. Well, saying I went for a run is a bit of an um, over-exaggeration because I barely, I could barely walk three kilometers, never mind run. But it started from there. I got a, bought myself an iPod, put some music on and started running like to the music, run for a verse, mm -hmm. walk for the chorus until it, I could actually do a 5K, and from there I just started running. Did my 5Ks three, four times a week. Mm -hmm. um, started doing park runs, and then I got wild, and I entered a half marathon. Mm -hmm. And I said to my dad, the morning of the half marathon, he was there to support me, and he said to me, I must just remember that he can't come to every race that I'll be doing in the future. So I said to him, no, 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 no. This is the one and only race I'll ever do in my life, so don't worry about it. I finished my half and it was awesome. Was it a road race? Or it a was trail? a road race. It was a, a, a it was the battlefields of Newcastle 21 road race. And I did pretty well. I finished in two hours, six minutes for my first run. Wow, that's impressive. So also, a lot of people spend a long time trying to get get to close to two hours like that. The thing is, I'm kind of always in a hurry, so it helps. <laughs> What sort of training did you do? How did you manage to juggle your career and your family life to get that training in? Weekends mostly, long runs over weekends. I still did my 5Ks in the weeks. And then um, it was a nice time of the year. So you had really long day, daylight hours and the weather was perfect. So I trained January, February. The race was in March. Mm -hmm. So it was a nice time out. It was early morning runs, two, two hours on the road. I enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed the time spent running, training for that. And how, when you started running, um, you mentioned your weight a bit earlier. How did your nutrition and your health, or what did you do to change your nutrition to obviously enable you to run? And did you lose some weight in the process as well? Okay, so when I started running, I mentioned I weighed 90 kilograms. So um, the first race, this race I was talking about, was about three years after I started running. Okay. So in that three years, I lost about, say, 18 kilograms mm -hmm. from the moment you start running, you start focusing more on your health. It just happens immediately. Mm. So I started eating a little bit better. I just, I wanted to lose weight because I was really fat. I'm very short. Yeah, guys, I'm telling you now, Yolanda's <laughs> sitting next to me. She, she really is <laughs> a short person. She's not a big person at all. Sip of my wine weight. <laughs> yeah, so um, started running. The, the weight started dropping quite quickly when I started running. Just being active, where I haven't been active for so long, it made a huge difference. But I immediately started focusing more on what I eat and what I drink and 
just how I generally live my life. Mm. And that helped. What was perhaps uh, the most significant or biggest change you made in your diet or your, the way your lifestyle um, eating plan? I think before I started running, and this is one of the things that running completely changed in my life, I was a bit of a party girl. So I used to, I'm also a bit of a foodie. I um, love cooking, love eating. So I would eat and drink basically everything and binge drink and binge eat and just didn't really care much about it because it's most like mm. And when I started running, suddenly on a Friday night, you don't want to eat all the junk and you don't want to drink all the tequilas because Saturday morning you really want to do a long run. Mm. So that changed for me. Um, the biggest thing is maybe cutting out junk food, like your really deep fried, oily, fatty types of food because it just doesn't work with running. It just makes you feel heavy. Mm. And it's not, it wasn't a nice feeling, feeling that way while running. And also, of course, yeah, lots of drinking, changed, just changed the way I, I thought about my health and my body and the way I want to live my life. It just shows how you can make healthy eating a way of life. And I, I've spent a lot of time with Yolandi and she really does make very mindful food choices every day. And those are the types of choices you've made for the last six years. They're part of your life now. You don't actually have to, like your food choices and what you're going to be eating isn't, uh, it isn't a place of anxiety for you anymore. It's not at all. In fact, I'm so used to the way I'm eating that it, it's normal for me now. If I do go on a weekend away or something and I do eat a lot of crap that Monday I really want a salad because mm. I can feel it on my body I can feel I feel heavy and lethargic and bloated and I don't like feeling like that anymore and do you feel a difference in your running training or your racing perhaps when you haven't eaten as well as you should for sure um I am I don't I will never say that I'm on a diet because I'm not on a diet. It's a lifestyle and I feel myself to run. So whatever I put in my mouth is with mindfulness of what it will do to my body to increase performance. Mm. If that makes any sense. It sounds, it sounds a bit like I'm a pro athlete, which I'm not. <laughs> but You've done some amazing things. You'll get but, to that in a bit. But I need, because I'm not that, that a great athlete, I need to focus on these little things. Because it makes a huge difference. And... I mean, since the 21, you've done some really incredible things on the trails um, and on the road as well. So tell us a bit, a bit about that after your first 21. You told your dad that was going to be the only race you were ever going to be doing. Um, so yeah, tell us a bit about um, some of the things you've been involved in and the races you've done in the last couple of years. So after that 21, the next big thing I, thing I did, which, which was a mountain to me, it was literally in the mountains, was a two-day stage race. And running two days in a row long distance for me was something that's impossible. You, you can do it for one day, but the next day it's impossible. So I, that is when I signed up with Christina's coaching. She coached me for my first stage race, went through that and went awesome. 
Then I started training for ultras, ultra trails. Did a few short races in between while training. I did my first ultra trail in the Drakensberg actually not so long ago. It was last year, September. How um, far was that? That's a 50k Montessorsis up Sentinel Peak. It's a beautiful, beautiful road and a wonderful experience. So after that, moved to Cape Town, started training seriously really hard very dedicated um in march march i did the addo trail they call it a 50 miler but it's not exactly a 50 miler it's 77 mm -hmm. kilometers so i trained for that did the addo 77 in march and then in april i did the two oceans the reason I'm specifically saying March and April because it was really hard doing those two ultras within it was about almost five weeks. Um, it was a great experience. Super chuffed with myself that I was able to manage it. But yes, it was all every single race I've ever done was a super great experience, apart from a few maybe. Tell but, us, <laughs> tell us a little bit about Edo. I was there and I saw you finish. Um, I mean, it's a really 77 kilometers over mountains is it's a massive feat and it's a huge accomplishment. And you finished fresh as a daisy. I think I was more exhausted waiting for you and you hopped over the finish line full of smiles. So tell us a bit about that day and the route. I mean, it's it's a it's a trail run, a mountain run. It's it's um, it's not a, a wine farm gravel road run. It's a technical route. The only reason I finished like a daisy is because it was such an exhilarating day. Um, I trained really hard for this. I did very specific training, very long runs, lots of long, long runs, lots of heel training. And then the Monday morning before Ado, I got flu. And I was shattered. So I stayed in bed the whole week, drugged myself, just looked after myself really well. On Thursday before Ado, I was still not sure if I'm going to do it. I got on a plane, flew to, where was it? PE. PE. Yeah. PE. Yeah. yeah, you see. <laughs> I can't even remember where it was. <laughs> flew to PE. And when I got there, everybody said to me, downgrade, do the 44. And that morning, Friday, I just decided, I'm not here to do a 44. I'm here to do a 77 today. And that is what I'm doing all well tomorrow. So I started the race off. Um, a bit slow because of the flu and I actually remember stopping in the middle of the race having to take my antibiotics <laughs> and I'm not saying at all that you should run with flu please don't run with flu but know your body yes do not try this at home <laughs> <laughs> carry on <laughs> um, yeah, know your body so I started off just trying to feel what it feels like and checking my heart rate and first 20Ks was a very slow run and then I felt so great and I just, it was such a great day. The atmosphere was wonderful. The people was amazing. The weather was specifically what I trained for. So it suited me. The conditions suited me. I trained in the middle of summer, in the middle of day, four hour long runs and it was about 38 degrees that day. So it, it worked out well. There were streams and rivers everywhere. So Every time I saw water, I threw my pack on the side and just jumped into the water. Sun was burning and oh, it was just a really lovely day. I enjoyed it so much. The rain was a bit hectic. 
very technical uphills, very technical downhills. Lost five and a half of my ten toenails. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it was a great day. And um, I know you mentioned that the water tables were just incredible and the, like the aid stations along the way. And um, what did you eat on a day like that? I mean, it was a 12 and a half hour run um, over that distance in cold weather, hot weather, wet weather on technical routes. So what did you eat and how did you keep yourself, how did you keep your energy up for the whole 12 and a half hours? I think in general, I eat more than the most trail runners or most people actually. <laughs> Yes, the aid stations were super amazing. They had everything from muffins to fruits to sandwiches to um, nutritional products. And they basically, they were fully stocked with whatever you needed. So when I'm on a run like that, I try and eat something at least every 45 minutes to an hour. Even if it's just like something, something small. So with Addo, it was perfect because the aid stations was about 10 kilometers apart, between 8 and 12 kilometers, which would be in those conditions about between an hour and an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. So it was the perfect place to stop and refuel. So I would have sandwiches, lots of watermelon that day, because watermelon was the thing that day, and baby potatoes. For about three weeks after Addo, I couldn't look at a baby potato. <laughs> And, of course, um, I carry some nutritional stuff with me. I'm not a big believer in gels and, um, what's the word, artificial energy boosters. So I carry some dates with me. I do have some caffeine sachets that I use just for that extra little boost. But, yeah, electrolytes, lots of water, especially in warm conditions like that. And just keep yourself sustained. Wow, it sounds like an amazing day, and it was. It was really exciting. To, it was a long day. To see all of you guys finishing <laughs> and to be at the, the prize giving the next day, which was also incredibly motivational, especially with the 100 milers um, who raced from anything between 20 and like 35 hours, I think, over the same mountain range. And those guys were broken, mm. some of them. <laughs> And 2020 plan, uh, 2019 and 2020 plans, what do you have lined up for the rest of this year? I know um, you're helping out at the um, the Ultra Cape Town Trail at the end of the year. Okay, so I still, I am, I'm planning, I was planning to do a 100 kilometer race this year. It's in my plans. I wanted, I still have to do a 100 kilometer. I don't think it's my perfect racing distance and I don't think it's something that I will do regularly, but I have to do at least 100. Why do you have to do that? Because What's I believe, in it for you? I believe it will make me a better competitor in the 70 and 80s. Because once you've done 100, then 70 doesn't seem that far. It's what I felt, um, it's how I felt when I did Addo. Suddenly a 50k wasn't that far anymore, where previously a 50k was very far mm. so I just want to do a hundred it's I don't think I'll ever do a hundred miler because that's just too far I don't think I have the time to train for something like that but I would like to do a hundred just to reach that that benchmark of doing a full hundred mm. and I believe it'll make me a better runner on the the 80s you 70s, mentioned 80s. training and time 
I mean, you you work full time. You travel to work every day. You've got two kids, a family, um, a family life. So, how how did you make time to fit the training in that you needed to do for Ado? Well, As an example, or any of these ultras, I mean, everything needs commitment and time and a, a training plan in place. So, how did you manage to juggle that? First thing you have to do in juggling something like that is make the decision every single day. So, you have to decide. Well, basically, the morning, the night before the morning, you have to make that decision that you are going to do this. You have to be that never say no person, and then commit yourself. Because it's a commitment you make to yourself. And then get up and do it. That's that's what it takes. And you ask how I managed to do it or where did I get the time? I got up at quarter past three in the morning. Started running from four till quarter past five. And then left work at six. So that was weekdays training. Weekends was long runs on either Saturday or Sunday. And a shorter one on the other days. That's my it. Mm. Um, it just shows how powerful the mind or the influence that your mindset has over taking on accomplishments like this it's also doing finding the right training um, the right ways of training you don't need to do the distance if you do it correctly or if you do it um, productively and you consistently can, as you well. can train productively mm. without spending that much time on the road also Another very good tip is choose your long runs very carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, do things that would suit you and that you can do. Don't try and do a 40k run on your own on a Saturday afternoon because I promise you it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the other things. I entered a few um, road races and road runs and training sessions that I don't normally do, but just to get that time on the legs and do that long runs, which helped. Mm, that's a very smart, that's actually a really good um training tip to give give our listeners thank you and a message to anyone that's listening to this and wants to start running wants to start doing trails and that had possibly is has possibly not run in a while or is starting from scratch what nuggets of wisdom or motivational words of encouragement can you give those people moms dads busy people who think they don't have time to take on something like this well, what I would say is, um, it's not about what you have in the sense of athletic genes. Anybody and anybody can do this. If I can do this, then anybody can do it. It is just making a promise to yourself. It's about being committed to yourself and making that promise to yourself that you will do this today. Not tomorrow and for the rest of the week and the rest of the year. Just today. Focus on tomorrow morning I have to do an 8K run. And that is all you do. Then tomorrow night you decide tomorrow morning I have to do this. It's being disciplined. It's being committed to your own goals and deciding for yourself how important this is to you. And if it's important, then just do it. Just put on your shoes and just get out there and just do it and enjoy every minute of it which is another huge part of it. If you don't enjoy it, then my suggestion is just find something else. Because mm. if you're not going to enjoy it, you're not going to be committed to it. Exactly. That's very, very true. But if you love it, 
then don't back down. And I promise you, for anyone that doesn't know Yolandi, and for people that do know her, she loves trail running, like, with her entire heart. I mean, she has so much fun out there. I mean, even now, her <laughs> eyes are glistening. Um, she's just full of smiles just talking about it. So I definitely agree. If, if you're not having fun, choose something else to do where you are going to have fun. To take on something like running or especially these ultra-distance trail runs where you're going to be spending anything from 5 to 13 hours out on the mountains, you actually have to be enjoying it 90% of the time because it's going to get tough and hard. So thank you for sharing your story. That's a pleasure. I also, yeah, what you said is it's trail running especially is the place where my soul comes alive. So find your place where your soul comes alive and continue doing that just for as long as you can. Oh, thanks, Yolandi. And remember to keep living life. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast today. And we look forward to catching up with you in a few months and seeing if you've entered your, your 100k trail run. And um, we can interview about that once you've done that, when you've, once you've achieved that race. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Have a good evening. Thanks, you too. Live life.